1: wild turkey same recipe since 1942 if you want a true classic this is what you want to order
0: wild turkey wild turkey distilling company lawrenceburg kentucky copyright 2020 campari american new york new york never compromise drink responsibly
1: Hockey fans, and welcome back to RotoWire's signature NHL hockey pod, Puckcast with Statsman and AJ. Friends, I'm Paul Bruno, and you can follow me at Statsman22. My co host, as always, is AJ Scholes, and you can follow him at AJ 24 Well, partner, we're coming up to the part of the schedule that I really don't enjoy in terms of the NHL calendar. Over the next two weeks, we'll be dealing not only with the NHL's all-star break, but teams are in line for their mandated break in the schedule on either side of the festivities. It amounts to much lighter schedules over that period, and I wonder if trade talks will heat up during that time frame. In fact, they've already started to trickle in over the last few days, and I'll highlight a few of the deals, and one of them includes a favorite of mine, Pontus or Pointless A. Berg, moving (laughs) to Minnesota from Anaheim for forward Justin Clues. Uh, Let's see, Pittsburgh got into a trade uh, as well. Joseph Blandisi from the Anaheim Ducks for forward Derek Grant. I guess you're going to have a comment or two on that one. Then the Anaheim Ducks acquired defenseman Michael Delzato from Vancouver for defenseman Luke Shen. I guess that's trading offensive minded for defensive minded there and, uh, and there was a 20, 20 round pick thrown in there the flyers acquired ju- forward justin bailey a spare part from buffalo for forward taylor Lyer, a minor league prospect and then finally the trade that probably we could spend a minute or two talking about is uh, a couple of players that i've mentioned frequently on this show this year carolina hurricanes acquiring forward nino Nino rider from minnesota wire why- wild for victor rask and uh, two centers that are really un two forwards that are really un- underperformed for uh, either team maybe the the new locales will help them out aj what's your take on these this trade and certainly if you want to talk about the pittsburgh deal go right ahead
0: yeah i think probably the most interesting thing um, across the board here has been uh, the I won't even call it like a, a sale from the Anaheim Ducks, a, more of a retooling. Um, you know, they they were involved in in three of these deals, uh, mostly kind of minor tweaks here and there. But as you mentioned, Pontus Aberg, a, a player that struggled for them a little bit. Uh, you know, Derek Grant, I think is uh, has to do a lot with um, you know their uh, injury situation there. We can talk about all this when we, when we get to them a little bit. So just kind of interesting to see them moving uh, a lot of pieces around right now. Uh, as far as needle writer and Rask go, I, I like the deal a little bit more, um, uh, from Minnesota standpoint only because of the cap saving here. Uh, I think overall both guys will benefit from uh, a change of scenery. I think it'll help both of them out. Uh, so a, a good deal, I think for both sides here, Minnesota, i just give the slight edge because of uh, the cap-related situation.
1: All right, so uh, why don't you give us the disclaimer then, AJ, that we usually read out before we get into the nuts and bolts here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as Paul mentioned, we want to always remind our listeners that throughout the week, if you have questions about your lineups, fantasy, hockey, or just hockey in general, you can tweet at us. We'll try and answer those questions for you. As Paul mentioned, you can follow me at Scholes 24 and you can follow Paul, the statsman, at Statsman22.
1: All right, let's rock and roll into each of the 31 teams and their roster situations, beginning, of course, with Anaheim. They were 2-2 two and two last week, finally slap, uh, snapping that long windless scheme and uh Silverberg and Kessler joined uh, lent the IR list uh, in spite of the the couple of victories they acquired they're both out with lower body hurts missing the last 3 games though both should be good to go Wednesday for their next tilt the news isn't as good for Andre Case who missed the last two games with an upper body injury he was placed on the IR and could miss another week or two so they're not right out of the woods just yet and uh, they're hoping that recent addition Devin Shore helps out offensively he's now slotted in as the first right first line right winger due to some of these injuries as well we've talked about Daniel Sprong a guy that you know a little bit about he's looked pretty good of late with seven points in his last 11 games they're uh, 30th in goals per game though as a club and that's going to be remain the bugaboo here until they straighten it out absolutely and and I
0: it's kind of surprising you know they're they're Defensive complement is fully healthy. Uh, They've got uh, a a phenomenal goaltender in John Gibson. So it's a little surprising uh, to see the number of goals uh, finding their way into the back of the net. You know, you mentioned the injury situation, uh, you know, with Kessler and Perry, both sideline. I think that's why they make the move to bring in Derek Grant, who's got a little more experience. I mean, you look at this lineup right now, they could use some experienced guys. You, you know, you've got Max Jones, Troy Terry, Daniel Sprung, uh, Carter Rowney, a bunch of young guys, um, you know, f- featuring here for them right now. Um, just a bevy of injuries for them, hopefully the time off. Uh, You know, if you're a Ducks fan uh, will benefit the team and they can get healthy and maybe avoid missing out on the postseason here.
1: Next up, the Arizona Coyotes. They came in on, uh, on a bit of a road trip through Canada and they're doing quite well. 2-0-1 last week. They continue it this week with visits to Ottawa and Montreal. After snapping a long goalless drought last week, uh, the Yotes' leading point-getter, Clayton Keller, looks more confident and now has points in three straight games. Center slots are up for grabs as as uh, Jordan Wheel has seen his minutes decline over the last five games while Adrian Kempe and Cousins are getting more ice time up front in the middle there. After a slow start, Alec Galchenyuk has produced 14 points in his last 14 games. Just in time for his return to Montreal as a visitor this week, there should be quite the, the noise around that matchup too.
0: Well, the other surprising thing is Darcy Kemper's play uh, in the crease. I mean, uh, I didn't really anticipate at any point saying that Kemper uh, hasn't lost in regulation in the last seven games. Uh, That's a pretty good stretch for him. 5 and 2 uh, 2 2.08 goals against average. So, uh, you know, his numbers aren't phenomenal. They're not lights out, but they're solid enough to keep the game uh, close and to keep the team in the mix. So uh, really getting, I think, above Uh, you know, above normal play from from the
1: netminder here. The Boston Bruins continue to chug along, but uh, they may be in for some tough news, depending on what the prognosis is for Tuka Rask. He went down with a concussion following a very violent collision in his last start as somebody ran him in the crease there. Uh, the Bs are off until the 29th, so it remains to be seen if he'll miss any game action between now and then. We'll get some updates, I'm sure. In fact, it's a concern more and more because Halak has not played well in his last five starts holding a 364 goals against average in that stretch. So this could become a real problem area if Rask is out for any extended length of time. I highlighted the struggle of a pair of young wingers last week on, in this segment, AJ. Meanwhile, depth winger Sean Corralia has taken advantage of it a little bit, seeking seek more time, scoring more regularly, and now moving up from the third and fourth lines to be the left winger on the second unit.
0: Yeah, you know, the club finally starts to get uh healthy in terms of its its uh skaters and then uh you have this injury to rask and and it's definitely um gonna be one to monitor here. It's you know, based on uh the impact that he absorbed there, it certainly looked like it could be a concussion uh concussion that'll keep him out for a while. Um, you know, it it wasn't uh It wasn't a light hit. That's for sure. Uh, You know, and the problem that they're facing right now, I think, starts with guys like Charlie McAvoy has just one assist in the five games back uh, from his injury is seeing plenty of time on the power play. So he's getting opportunities, but he's still a minus two. uh, And that minus two comes with the fact that he was a plus three in one game. So overall, uh, you look at his last five, zero minus one, minus two, plus three, minus two. So overall, I think he's had more bad outings than good of late. And so if he's struggling in the defensive end of the ice and isn't producing offensively, I think that's going to hurt this team, uh, especially if they don't have Tuca Rast to kind of bail them out from time to time.
1: And the Buffalo Sabres are continuing to slip a little bit in the standings in the Atlantic Division and in the Eastern Conference. Uh, trouble is that they look like a one-line hockey team, AJ, particularly when you consider a couple of veterans have slipped too in terms of support scoring. Jason Pommenville had a hot start. He now has only two points in his last 10 games. And Kyle Pozo, we've talked about him at length, and it's because he has only four points in his last 23 outings. Younger options like Middlestadt and Thompson are not producing much either. Either, but they're still learning the rope so you can cut them a little bit of slack even though goaltending and defensive structure are improved here that lack of secondary scoring is a real killer right now
0: absolutely and I think you know we've talked about um, a couple of guys here in the sense of they need to be playing uh, with uh, uh, you know with Jack Eichelt in order to produce and they they aren't. So it starts with Connor Sheary. I was real excited about them making the move to bring in Sheary. I thought he'd be a great fit for Eichel. But as soon as they. Uh made the addition of jeff skinner i knew sherry wasn't going to have a solid season and i said so off the bat so i'm not really surprised that he's goalless in 11 straight games when Pominville was playing well guess what he was on the top line with jack eichel unfortunately they're not getting the production that they need out of casey Middlestat, and it gets worse uh from there down the middle with evan rodriguez For now, he's been moving around to the wings, so they don't really have a third-line center. And Johan Larsson isn't going to get it done there either. So the problem is that they really only have one producing center on the team that can help their wingers. Uh, There are some guys, I think, in Pommenville, Shiri, Sabotka, who could do better if they had a, a kind of better anchor in the middle of the lineup. So if Buffalo makes an addition here at the trade deadline, look for it to be at that center position.
1: And Calgary, this is another team that continues to roll along. They're now 19 games above the break-even mark, 2-0-1 last week, second in the league in goals per game getting consistent production as deep as third line winger Sam Bennett with six points in his last eight games and James Neal finally getting off the schneid with four points in his last five outings. The addition of K- Shillington on uh, the defense has solidified this group and given him a third tandem that can hold its own in the NHL and that goalie tandem is really pushing one another right now with Mike Smith battling to get regain starts from Ridditch as the team goals against his suddenly top 10 in the league too.
0: Well, and I think Mark uh, Giordano is going to want to keep his phone uh, nearby here uh, for a call to the all-star game. I'm, I'm guessing that Eric Carlson's not going to be able to play in that. And Giordano was one of the guys that I felt was, uh, you know, unnecessarily left off. He's got points in his last seven games to the tune of five goals and eight assists and really is pushing the attack uh, from the blue line, especially on the power play where he's averaging 327 of ice time. Uh, He's on pace, just a little bit off the 25 minute per game mark. I wouldn't be surprised to see his minutes start to tick up as we get closer to the postseason. And he, you know, tries to continue powering this
1: team uh, into, you know, maybe a deep run this year. In Carolina, this team went one and two last week. They're trying to stay relevant in the playoff hunt. A recent addition of Anita Ryder ins- sees him installed as the first line left winger, a great slot for him to try and revive his uh, flagging fortunes. A negative report now indicates that uh, Jordan Stahl faces a much longer recovery period for his upper body injury, and that's bad news up front, though. Uh, that means that uh, Lucas Walmark is locked in as a second line center. He has four points in his last four games played and continues to be a fixture on the top power play unit here I'm mystified though on the blue line by Hamilton's regression we've talked about him at length Uh, it includes a big minus rating and uh, they're hurting also from the fact that Falk has uh, not produced offensively like we've seen in the past though he at least has stabilized defensively with a plus minus it's a lot more favorable looking than it has been the last several years
0: well, I think it's important we should talk about the Tuvo uh, Teravainen contract here, uh, a solid extension for him. They're bringing him in uh, at 5.4 million annually for another five years after this season. I think that's a great price for the type of player that they're getting here. Uh, I expect him to kind of be one of the faces of this franchise long term. And if you look at some of the comparable contracts, you're talking about guys like JT Miller, Andre Palat, Nino Niederreiter, actually. And I think he's going to offer more in terms of offense than than those guys. So I think they get a, a great value here. They avoid a potential Willie Nielander situation. I honestly think uh, a lot of these RFAs, these high-profile RFAs in Tara uh and, um, Gonzo for the Penguins are going to get these deals done early and they're probably going to get a little bit more money only because teams are going to want to avoid uh, letting this drag out and, and fall into a Newlander situation
1: yeah definitely a case to watch because there's so many guys that fit that mold there are about nine of them uh, top RFAs that are pending and be interesting to watch and see them how they fall into place in the next few months in Chicago Dylan Strom looks like he's found his groove here as he had five multi-point games in his last 12 starts part of my optimism for his anticipated success was a reunion with Alex DeBrincat. I recall that they were together in junior in the OHL playing for the Erie Otters and tearing up that league together and they've picked up right where they left off. Dabrinkat, in fact, has already notched 25 goals in his sophomore NHL season, building on the 28 he tallied in an impressive rookie campaign. Another youngster, Dominic Cahoon, is a lesser known third part of this young second line and even he is in on the scoring with an improved rate of production in his last 10 games. So that's a unit to watch going forward. He may be locked in here in the absence of other credible options so there's some stability building up in the chicago forward ranks all of a sudden
0: well you can't talk about the chicago forwards right now without talking about patrick kane uh you know has really been one of the few shining lights for this team all season long uh points in his last eight games uh 20 points in eight games uh really just producing at all levels. Eight of those 20 points have come on the power play. Uh, His ice time over that stretch is up around 22 uh, 49 per game. That's astronomical for a forward to be playing almost 23 minutes a a night. And really uh, if this team can somehow, it's a long shot, but if they could somehow climb uh, up into kind of contention here they're a dangerous squad because of guys like Patrick Kane. I don't think they'll make it they're, uh It looks like they're at least nine points out from a wild card spot, but stranger things have happened and, and they've got some talented guys who can make a run.
1: Boy, there's nobody that wants to face that team if they get on no. a roll and get those guys <laughs> in the postseason in Colorado this is a team that split a couple of games last week Colin Wilson has returned to a second line role and collected two points in his last three games also rejoining the pop- power play rotation so keep an eye on him he is joined by Carl Soderbergh, who, with eight points in his last nine games, has taken some pressure off that top unit to carry some load in his offense. With Zvenander Ghetto misfiring lately, JT is time to get his game in order to stay on this line as well. The imposing Nikita Zodorov on the blue line came back to solidify the second D pairing at a time when Semyon Varlamov has looked better over the past week as well. I believe these outcomes are related.
0: Well, I have some concerns the next couple of games uh, because Eric Johnson's going to be out of the lineup. And I think that could affect Tyson Berry's ability to produce. This guy has been leading the team uh, from the blue line with 38 points. It really drops off from there with Eric Johnson and Sam Garrard both at 14. Uh, so Johnson's going to be out for a few games due to a concussion. Likely, I would guess back after the all-star break because of the amount of time off. But anytime you're dealing with, you know, a concussion you have to wonder if this uh, extends further uh, past the expected timetable here so that's going to open the door up for Varlamov to see more shots uh, and potentially uh, give more goals up
1: the Columbus Blue Jackets are flagging a little bit uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois though has emerged as a top center here Uh, Don't forget that he was the third pick behind guys named Matthews and Laine in a pretty strong draft a couple of years ago. He's now capably filling in that top line role, uh, one of the top forward lines between uh, Artemi Panarin and Cam Atkinson. The Jackets thought they might have a couple of candidates for the second line center role behind him. And that's been a problem because Jenner... Uh, has been there largely because Weinberg has regressed over the past two years but neither one of them is really lighting things up like I think they could the same could be said for Dubinsky who's been passed over by Foligno on the left wing the decline of the wingers makes this a less imposing team than their record indicates they won't hang with the big boys unless these guys rebound that's a big issue here
0: Well, and uh, you got to feel a little bit bad for Sergei Bobrovsky here. You know, was struggling, had had the incident uh, in that one game that saw him get benched uh, for a little bit. Went six games in which his goals against average was poor. Four point one seven comes back, gets a solid uh, only two goals allowed outing in Minnesota. But then the offense completely flops, only puts in one uh, and he gets saddled with a loss here. You know, it's it's gotta be so hard for a netminder to go out and put together a really good performance and then see his teammates just come up short
1: in dallas this is an interesting team you bet the under on this group because uh, of stats that will come through in a sec in an effort to spread the offense Ben and Sagan are now on different lines. They've split up their dynamic duo there. The pickings are slim at center behind Sagan, though, and that's a big problem here. When Spezza has no points in his last 10 games, that means Radic Faxa is getting second-line center minutes, and he only has three points in his last 10 games. On the year, in fact, Faxa is on pace for his usual 30 to 35 points. They need more than that in the number two hole. Is it any wonder that the Stars are 26 in league scoring? I don't think so. But on the other flip side, it's somewhat surprising to me that this is the second stingiest team in terms of overall defense and goals against. Kudobin and Bishop continue to push one another. And really, it's a shock to me that they have the second best goals against average in the entire league, given the lack of scoring support to take some pressure off.
0: Yeah, and I find it a little interesting they're able to do uh, so well defensively without a pair of, you know, really defensively minded guys and Stefan Johns and Mark Mathot. Uh, they're getting it done with uh, Taylor Fadun is up right now, Julius Honka, uh, Connor Carrick has been in and out of the lineup. Uh, I do really, you know, hats off to those guys for stepping up because uh, you know, Johns and Mathot are you know, t- a typical shut down defenseman. Uh, you'd like to see a little more production out of John Klingberg. Uh, you know, he doesn't have a, a his usual. Uh, high total of assists that you expect at this point in the year his goals he's got six that's pretty much on par with what you expect out of him uh, he'll push for right around the 10 range I would expect but usually his assists are up in the 40 to 50 range uh, and it could just be indicative of guys not being able to finish that when he does get them the puck I mean you highlighted all the problems with the forward compliment and, and that could be uh, you know kind of some statistical backing to what you're saying there Paul.
1: Yeah. And in Detroit, the numbers bear uh, positive outcomes for Thomas Vanek over the last little while. Six points in his last four games played. He's formed an effective partnership with Franz Nielsen, who has four points in his last five games. So they're getting some veteran production there to go with some of the youngsters who have turned it up a notch offensively to make this an interesting offense. Mantha, Mo Anthony Mantha, let's try that, is a third component of that line and he's playing his best hockey of the season with six points in his last eight games played. The most positive development here though is that Gustav Nyquist is back on the top line with a good chance to set a career high after picking up 11 points in his last 12 games. It's good to see him turn up that offense a little bit because he's one of the guys that can really be a showpiece showcase uh, type player in Detroit on a nightly basis and another guy that fits that mold is Andreas Athanasiu. he's gone the other way though with only one point in his last five games dropping to right wing on the third line up late.
0: Well, they are starting to produce, as you mentioned, and some of that's coming from the back line as well. You've got Mike Green. Uh, He's five games back from a lengthy stint uh, on the IR, three points in those five games, uh, 12 shots on goal, so getting pretty good uh, numbers out of him. You'd like to have Trevor Daly back, uh, uh, you know, ideally, but his uh, foot injury kind of has continued to drag on doesn't look I'd be surprised if we see him before uh, the all-star break here probably more targeting afterwards so uh, some guys stepping up on that blue line some guys not so much you've got Dennis Cholowski, who was actually scratched from their most Uh, Recent outing he's kind of been a mainstay on that blue line all season long for what he's been able to add offensively so uh, there's some good and some bad and I think you're going to see that in their record on a night-to-night basis I expect this team to be right
1: around you know that 500 mark uh, at the end of the year in Edmonton, for all the McDavid talk, uh, there is some noise now by a couple of other veterans of late in a positive sense. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, for instance, is just below a point per game pace on the season in his best season as an NHL player. It's even better news for Milan Lucic, who we panned time and again here. He's suddenly got four goals in his last five games and is back on the lo- left wing on the second unit offensively here. They're also trying to find a way to light up Pugliarvi in a right wing role on the first line it would be something if they could finally get him going only nine points in 38 games played to show for a very recent high first round draft pick we haven't seen that before in Edmonton have we might (laughs) this be a showcase opportunity to improve his trade value that time will only tell on that one they made some room uh for salary cap issues, dumping Ty Ratty and Ryan Spooner into the waiver wire. And uh, part of that was necessitated by a big contract that they extended to Koskinen in goal. I wonder if that's going to create an exit door for Cam Talbot uh, in the very near future, AJ.
0: Absolutely. I think, you know, they gave uh, Koskinen that one-year deal kind of to be like you know can you make it can you come over to the nhl and and show us what you got well he obviously has uh and then you've got talbot is uh going to be a free agent next season so i think his name will be kicked around the trade market here the complicating factor is that he has a uh he can narrow down his list of teams to only 10 teams that he would accept a trade to. Uh, and so that will definitely complicate the issue. I think they'd probably like to move him to somebody that, that, you know, needs a little goaltending help. Um, but that might make it difficult. And ultimately they may just have to face the fact that he's going to walk, uh, after the season.
1: In Florida, just like in Dallas, they've split up their dynamic duo offensively as Barkov and Huberto are now anchoring two separate scoring units. Frank Vitrano has certainly taken advantage of this with increased minutes, producing four goals and one assist in his last six games played, rising to left wing on the first line of late. This move is made possible because Vinny Trocek is finally back in the lineup as a true second line center that they've been lacking all season long. And he's hit the ice with a bang. He's got three points in two games played since his return for a big team, boost offensively and uh, Nick Bjugstad is finally getting a look on a top six roll on right wing on the second line as well he's got 12 14 shots on goal in his last four games played and I think if he keeps that up he's going to deliver some offense too the surprise loser in this shuffle is Mike Hoffman despite his consistent season-long scoring pace which has him in line for a 60 to 70 point season a career best yet he finds himself outside looking in on the top two forward lines
0: well, and that's shown itself on the, on the stat sheet as well. He's got no points in his last two games. Um, but I, I relate this move, uh, not to bring everything back to Pittsburgh, but it seems very Phil Kessel ask, uh, you've got a, a high scoring guy. You're going to put him in a third line role to kind of stretch that out. Uh, the sharks have done that with a Vander Kane as well, but you're still going to include him on those power play units. So, uh, the two goal, uh, two game pointless, uh, st- stint here. I, I'm not too worried about it. I would, expect him to kind of figure it out once he gets used to playing with some different guys here but like i said he is going to still be part of that power play and maybe that's just where his points kind of transition to rather than uh being as you know as big of a factor five on five maybe kind of specializes uh in those man advantage situations
1: in los angeles it's been it's been a season-long struggle offensively but ilya kovalchuk is doing his best to get up off the mat a little bit with five points in his last eight games since returning to top six minutes here. It's still a little bit below expectations, though. On defense, Jake Muzzin is the topic of a lot of trade rumors of late, as he's a bona fide top four D-man who could be available. He's got a cap hit of four million dollars next year that really makes him uh, uh, appealing to teams that are looking for help on the blue line a tear down has to start somewhere as this aging non-playoff club is very likely not going to be going anywhere so it'll be interesting to see which shoe drops first I think it will be Muzzin though Uh, Tyler Toffoli is a guy that they're concerned about because he's part of their future I think yet only 18 points in 49 games played means that he's taken a major step back this week it continues to surprise me in fact that he's not performed at least a little bit better than that he's now relegated to third line minutes here on pace for his worst season in the last five years.
0: Wow, that's actually I'm I'm a little shocked by that. Uh, you know that pretty significant slump there, Paul, uh, that you highlighted. You know, one guy that I thought could be on the move for them uh, is I thought maybe they would try and flip Carl Hagelin at some point uh, and, you know, work on, you know, getting him to a contender where maybe uh, there would be, you know, some interest there. Unfortunately, the fact that he continued to slump even after making the move uh, isn't going to improve his trade stock here. And so they may again, this is another team that may just, you know, eat the fact that uh you know they're gonna lose him after this season making four million dollars this year while the cap hit for them is three uh 3.75 because pittsburgh retained a little bit of that salary but uh, they'll get that off the books and find somewhere else to spend it Uh, i still think maybe a club has some interest there but ultimately uh, i think he's played himself into free agency next season
1: And uh, in Minnesota, the recent pickup of Victor Rask makes me think back a couple of years ago when they picked up Eric Stahl. And look what happened to him since he arrived. They got this big rangy forward now. He slotted in as the new third line center. He picked up a point in his debut here in his first game. He partnered with uh, Aberg, their other recent veteran pickup, and uh, Parise, Zach Parise, who was one of the lightning rods for this offense, giving a more offensive depth on that third unit. The other surprising development here is the inclusion of Jordan Greenway with some exposure to left wing on the first line minutes. Uh, That's up for grabs though. Uh, He's got to score to stay, stay in that role because it's a pretty fluid situation. Another part of the recent roster shuffle has Charlie Coyle at right wing on the first line. He's been there before and this is done in an effort to see if he can rediscover his offensive game because he too is really well off career norms.
0: I absolutely agree that Greenway has a tenuous hold on that. Um, But, you know, for me, I'd rather just leave him there. Win, lose, draw, whatever. Uh, I would like to see him continue to play big minutes. This is a guy that could be a major piece of their their future going forward. And getting time to play with Eric Stahl and Charlie Coyle will only serve to help him whether he's scoring or not. I think this is a great spot for him to be in. I think Minnesota is making a great call and putting him in that opportunity i just hope they don't panic and pull the plug uh if he hits a little bit of a slump this is a young player that's going to happen slumps happen to veteran guys but especially uh you know guys still adjusting to to the nhl
1: i think they need to leave him there and let him uh you know figure everything out and in Montreal, they're in playoff contention. There's no doubt at this stage in the season. They went 2-1 and one last week. They're nine games above 500 right now. Max Domi and Thomas Tatar have both come out of recent scoring slumps with four points each in the last three games played it's come at the same time as being joined by Art- Arturi Lekonin who's a very good offensive player as well I'm curious to see the newly configured third line might look like as Charles Houdon is coming off the IR to join Jesperi Kotkaniemi and jo- Joel Armia on a third unit that could have some uh, interesting matchups going forward they have an op- offensive upside and they're likely not going to see too many top checking opponents
0: yeah, the, the addition of Houdon on, on this line, I think, is one only temporary. As soon as Paul Byron returns from his suspension, I expect Houdon to potentially be bumped back out of the lineup. He's been scratched periodically uh, throughout the year, but uh, he does have an opportunity and, and an, you know, a chance to, to make something for it. And then, yeah, you mentioned uh, this team improving. I'll just leave our listeners with this. They're only one point behind Toronto right now
1: quiet. <laughs> in Nashville, the Preds were one and two last week. Ryan Johansson is back in the lineup to resume his first-line center duties after serving the second game of suspension last night. That means Callie Yarncrock and Nick Bonino return to second and third-line center roles respectively. Victor Arvidsson is white-hot right now on the wing with 12 goals and three assists in his last eight games on that top line, shooting with a percentage Scoring percentage north of 20% on the season. That's, I don't know how sustainable that is, but it's remarkable year to date. It looks like Kevin Fiala has taken a bit of a backward step, though, as not all the news here is good. And this guy may soon be a bottom six forward here. That's something that we did not forecast at the beginning of the season, but it's just not coming together for him of late.
0: Well, one addition to the lineup with Johansson suspended and Kyle Terrace still on IR has been Colin Blackwell. To give our, our listeners a little uh, you know, update on him, a seventh round pick by the Sharks coming out of Harvard uh, after four years there. Didn't have a great season in, in his first year with uh, you know, the Barracuda and the Miners. Headed over to Rochester, 45 points in 61 games last year. So far with uh, Milwaukee, seven goals in 14 games. So really seems to have kind of discovered his his game there in the minors, figuring it out. How long he stays in Nashville, I think it's a temporary stint here. But for our listeners, maybe in those deeper uh, leagues, this might be a guy to maybe target and, and try and pick up and stash uh for
1: for your dynasty uh future oh i like that call aj good one minor league update it took you halfway through the show to get one in here that's <laughs> a little bit later than usual the new jersey devils this is a team that's going south a little bit of late they went 0-3 list last week there's a little bit of intrigue in the crease here though as cory schneider is ready to come off the ir and Bla- we have talked about blackwell blackwood he's been Mackenzie blackwood has been great here uh but he's gone down for a, a bit of a extra work it poses a possibility that uh, they're going to have a decision to make because they have a three-headed monster in the nets there I wonder how that's going to play out eventually Kincaid factors into the mix there as well up front Marcus Johansson returns f- from the IR and he's worked his way right back into left wing minutes on the first line Taylor Hall the other left bringer who is uh, impactful here won't play in the all-star game but is hopeful of returning to the lineup for the Devils next game that's slated on January 28th so if you got him in your lineup make sure he's active on that date
0: yeah, I think this team really it's, you know, fortunes are tied to Taylor Hall. Uh, ultimately, you know, he's going to be uh, the factor here. And and if he lingers on IR uh, any longer than the all-star break, it, it may uh, really sink this team, you know, that's already uh, – on the outside looking in and a long shot to make the playoff but without taylor hall uh, that just becomes an impossible hill to climb you know you mentioned uh Corey schneider potentially making a return here he's on a conditioning stint uh with Bingington to give you another ahl update paul uh <laughs> made 21 of a possible 23 saves uh in a minor league contest last night unfortunately got saddled with a loss didn't have any uh, offensive support but a good kind of first outing for him uh for in a very long time i would expect he'll be back post break uh from that stint and and we'll see what they decide to do uh maybe another guy that could potentially get moved if he can show that he's healthy and can kind of rediscover his game a little bit here uh there might be some
1: interested teams well since we last spoke there's not a hotter team in the league than new york islanders It may have taken a half season for the fingerprints of the new coach and GM tandem to appear here, but consider that the Islanders have held the opponents to less than 20 shots on goal in each of their last three games. I guess that means you bet the under on Islanders games going forward, I I think. Uh, 2014 first rounder Michael Dalcoli up front. This is a kid, a local product here in the Metro Toronto area, finally getting a long look here. And he's responded with his first NHL goal last week. I could see him playing second line minutes if... Beauvilliers doesn't get his act together in that role right now he he for his part has only three points in his last nine games play, nine games played while the other five top six guys are locked into their roles that's a position that's up for grabs right now on the island
0: Well, I'm actually going to disagree with you, Paul. I think there's some other guys uh, that need to kind of figure it out. that could face uh, a demotion here as well. You've got Brock Nelson, just one assist in his last four games, uh, slumping a little bit. Same with Anders Lee. Uh, He's got just two goals in his last six games, uh, a pair of assists to go with that. So uh, his numbers are still there, but you want a top line winger here scoring a little bit more than two goals in six games. Uh, especially for somebody who got 40 last season and is just at 18 right now. So I do think there are some additional opportunities here for guys uh,
1: to slot in and play uh, on that Eberle line. Missing John Tavares, maybe that might be an issue with Lee. <laughs> He's carried him for the last few years there. The New York Rangers, another team that's on fire of late 3-0 and last week. Philip Chaitl has caught fire with Five points in his last six games for the best stretch of his season solidifying a second scoring line alongside Ryan Stroman Jesper Fast when Neil Pionk went down with a lower body injury on the blue line it gave the maligned Kevin Shattenkirk a chance to regain his high leverage minutes for offensive purposes he's taken full advantage producing four points two on the power play in his last six games for one of his better stretches of the year Henrik Lundqvist well we knew it was going to be an interesting year for him probably a tough one but he's moving up the uh, career list passing Terry Sachuk into sixth place on the all-time goals again uh, goalie wins list with his 446th victory last week I think he's probably a hall of fame ba- bound when he retires don't you
0: oh absolutely I think there's no question uh, Lundqvist a lock in my opinion for first ballot uh, hall of famer here uh, you know You talked about Pionk going down uh, and that opening up the door for Shattenkirk. Uh, You look at the numbers on this blue line. Pionk leads the team with 20 points. And from there, it's it's Skay and Shattenkirk with 14 apiece. Uh, So really, if they get offensive production, it's going to have to come from the forwards. This is really much more of a shut down defensive team that'll try and, you know, hold down the middle of the ice and let Henrik Lundqvist do his thing and stop, you know, stop pucks from finding the back of the net. So uh, without Pionk, I'm really not, uh, I would avoid this entire blue line in terms of offensive production for, for fantasy contests.
1: The Ottawa Senators are up next. They're 2-1 in the past seven days. Chris Tierney is a guy that we didn't profile as a top six player, but here he is halfway through the season holding down the first-line center role where he's expected to be the setup guy for finishers like Stone and Kachuk on his wings. He's got two goals and six assists in his last seven games played, so a job well done of late. That means that John gabriel Peugeot, though, will continue to appear with top wingers only in power play time. Otherwise, he'll play on the third line at even strength, and that's going to depress his offensive capabilities up. I would have rated higher than Tierney at the beginning of the season we'll keep an eye on close eye on that to see how that turns out and we're also keeping an eye on Chavez Shabbat in the net in the defense position he's got an assist one assist only in his last three games played that's since returning from an eight game stint on the IR he was at a point per game pace before he got hurt and the rookie has played a lot of minutes here I wonder if he can return to that earlier pace uh, that's the overarching question i hear i don't think he will though the rest of the season with uh, the senators
0: yeah i don't think so either you know i i he's poised to have really a breakout season and i think he can continue uh into the future being uh you know a solid offensive star for them But the pace that he was at, I think, is just not sustainable. And I I think you're absolutely right there. Uh, One guy who's also kind of having a a breakout campaign. It's only been seven games, obviously. Uh, But Anders Nilsson seems really comfortable taking on the starter's role here. He's got four wins in his last five games, a 1.60 goals against average. Uh, So really getting an opportunity to to play significant minutes after having been kind of uh, stuck in uh, the the backup role there in Vancouver, and I think might be uh, their answer uh, between the pipes, you know, for a couple of years.
1: And up next, we got the Philadelphia Flyers. They were two and zero last week. When it comes to the Flyers friend of the show real kid poker took a shot across your bow last week we'll get to that in a sec he wants to up the ante on your bet over over flyers center nolan patrick and the quest for his 30 point season this pivot caught fire with six points last week over a couple of games and that spurred the, the message that we both saw last week he now has 17 on the season in 41 games played what do you tell daniel Legrano? is my question patrick <laughs> is thriving on a third line with scott Lawton and wayne simmons who the latter guy is himself the subject of much trade speculation so there's a lot of intrigue around the flyers this week largely because of what you and mr negrano have been talking about i'd like to see uh simmons though in a top six winger role here they might have to do that to showcase him further before the trade deadline because i think he's definitely on the move enough from me though what are you going to tell mr negrano
0: Well, so, you know, if you follow, uh, like Paul said, at real kid poker, uh, if you follow him on Twitter, you know, he's always talking about value uh, for a bet, right? And so uh, is it Worth it to double down $2 on my part for 2 billion. I mean, come on, that's, that's an easy bet for me to make. I'll put the second dollar up there. Uh, I am definitely nervous. I I felt a lot more comfortable during Patrick's uh, pretty lengthy slump there, but yeah, six points in the last three games uh, gets me a little scared there, but he is still only at 17 and it's still the flyers. There's plenty of time left for them to start slumping hard. So double down on the bet $2 to his 2 billion. I'm all in
1: two billion. (laughs) <laughs> I want a piece of that action, too, If it's to the payoff. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Penguins up next. Your club stumbled a little bit to a one and two mark last week. The notable change that I see here is Patrick Hornquist back from the IR, and the Pens have moved him into a top six role next to Malkin and Kessel. That's a great landing spot for a pesky forward who uh, knows his way around the front of the net. Despite the number of big ticket p- players here, I'm surprised impressed with the veterans on the bottom six uh, in fact here each of those lines including a guy like a Dominic Simone have played top six minutes here or elsewhere for example so that's a real luxury that they've managed to fit in in terms of the offensive makeup I think goaltending though is a more recent issue and a problem area because Murray continues to be unsteady over the last two weeks and uh, De Smith even more so are you concerned about the net mining right now
0: Uh, I'm really not you know you look at uh, Murray's numbers really had one bad outing against San Jose now DeSmith has struggled more in some of his recent opportunities but uh, you know that he didn't get a ton of offensive support in those contests either. The team was also on a lengthy five game uh, road trip. So that's a factor too. I think they'll come out of the break uh, good and, and ready to go They're They're one of the teams that's getting the buy on the first half of the all star game. So they're already resting up. Uh, obviously the biggest, Uh, kind of decisions here are what happens on the blue line once Justin Schultz gets healthy and uh, I'm not even going to say if I'm going to say when they trade Derek Prasad what they get back for it
1: in San Jose this club went one and two last week Uh, of note Marcus Sorensen must be the happiest guy in the dressing room after signing a new contract and then getting left wing role on the first line next to Joe Thornton and Joe Pavelski that's a pretty good week for anybody he's picked up three goals with the increased ice time over his last six games played And lower in the lineup, we got Evander Kane as a fixture in this top six, obviously, and he has five multi-point games in his last 10 starts to go along with his imposing physicality. A great uh, transition for him, a guy who was maligned earlier in his career, but really found a home now. You look at him and the addition of Carlson on defense as two pretty big swings that the management got right in recent years to see how they've remained very relevant in the NHL landscape.
0: Yeah, I think the team, you know, the other one that you, uh, you know, uh, Kane, Carlson, kind of the big ticket ones, but I think even bringing back Joe Thornton and and not letting him walk away like they did uh, Marlowe, I think has been really good from uh, the, you know, locker room standpoint and even on the ice production wise, uh, you know, yes, he carries a heavy price tag. Of course, he's not going to be the 80 point or, you know, 125 point scorer he was in the past. But I think what he adds off ice and, you know, the makes up for the kind of drop in on ice production there, I would expect him to get back up over 40s. He missed that mark last year because he was injured for for much of the season. I'd expect him to get up over 40, might even push for that 50 point mark.
1: In St. Louis, this team went 1-1-1 last week. Uh, of note, I'm, I'm pleased to see Patrick Maroon finally getting a look on the top line where he earned an assist in his first game last week in that role. I wonder if this, too, is another showcase move for a guy on an expiring deal or a move to ignite this team toward a playoff push. No matter, I like it for him, in fact. This move was necessitated by the goal-scoring struggles of Jaden Schwartz, who is now aligned with Shen and Steen, where he succeeded in the past in a lower uh, line in the roster on defense. Don't be fooled by Carl Gunnarsson's two goals in the last two games, alongside Alex Pietrangelo, who's really uh, caught uh, a good streak offensive performances himself as a linchpin on the blue line. Gunnarsson is a defense-first blue liner, and he's never been a big points guy, so that's a blip on his uh, radar for sure.
0: Well, I also think you know uh, another guy that could be moving here is Robbie Fabry. Uh, It just hasn't worked out, and, and a lot of it has to do with the injuries that he's sustained in his career, and. I, I don't think they're going to get a huge return for him, but at this point it's a guy that I think needs to find uh, a new home and a new opportunity, and I think a lot of people will look at him as kind of that project that they can re, you know, retool and refix. Uh, so I expect Fabry to probably be uh, on his way out as well at some point here, but I think you hit the nail on the head with Maroon. I would be honestly shocked to see him finish out the the year in St. Louis
1: in tampa they've got uh, a lot of high priced dfs guys whenever they are on the schedule but uh, useful forward tyler johnson not usually one of them and uh, he's out now with a lower body injury that'll sideline him for a week or so they'll miss him uh, in the offensive mix here i think Uh, on defense victor hedman has looked great at his piling up points rising quickly in the defense scoring race and so he should be a top of mind here as well. Three multi-point efforts in his last five starts. He's been piling up the points most since the early part of December until now on a consistent basis. Another forward that is uh, somebody you should watch despite only 20 points in 35 games, Andre Palat. Uh, is uh, doing well of late with six points in his last eight games played while on a line with Stamkos. That's a good DFS value play right now. And I'd say the same thing goes for Alex Killorn while on a line with Point and Kucherov filling in uh, the third slots in each of those units.
0: Absolutely. And uh, another kind of option uh, to look at that's not going to break the bank for you is going to be Matthew Joseph. He's going to get a little bit more play time, I think, with Tyler Johnson out still set for a third line role. But uh, Sorelli and Miller have been productive themselves of late. Uh, Joseph is definitely uh, a a shoot first kind of scorer guy you look at his numbers so far this year 12 goals just five assists Uh, so if he's getting more opportunities in their most recent game they even put him out there on the power play for a minute and a half Uh, and so that could really see uh, him take on an increased role and have increased value there for uh, in you know with Johnson out.
1: Well, now it comes time to talk about the Maple Leafs. They're sitting here with a record of 29-17-2. They beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in Tampa last week, their second great performance in uh, in Tampa head-to-head this year. Yet there's an annual hand-wringing process that's going on around the this club right now because the Leafs are really enduring their first slump of the season. It's resulted in a plan to shake up the offense and finally get us to see Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews on the same line along with... Patrick Marlowe. All three have been inseparable off the ice uh, since the arrival of Marlowe last year and the hope is now they can ignite one another offensively on the ice. That means that uh, John Tavares will have new line mates after reaching the 30-goal plateau in the shortest number of games played in any season of his career, and he won't be slumming it, though, when you consider that he's still going to have Zach Hyman on one wing and Kasperi Kapanen, uh, a high flyer, on the the other side as his new line mates. Andreas Johnson is in concussion protocol, and Jake Gardner is nursing a bad back as the infirmary uh, has some business to to take care of in the Leafs. Uh, uh, situation as well
0: well look at this point I mean you almost have to say that this team was better before they added Willie Nylander back uh, to the team and I I, I'm not putting all the blame on him there's certainly other guys that have struggled Marlowe as you mentioned has has not really performed at all this season Uh, and but you know it's just i don't know is it a chemistry thing is it just that they're relying on him more so other guys aren't seeing as much ice uh you can probably speak to those situations better but i i think it's very clear that this team is not has not been better with willie uh willie nylander in the lineup and i again just to tweak you right as we uh head to the next group guess you can't blame things on jake gardner for the next couple of games uh looks like uh, still losing despite him being out of the lineup
1: yeah he's taken a lot of slings and arrows in the last little while but he's not the only guy that's been a trouble spot here for sure we move on to the Vancouver Canucks after missing five games with a leg injury Elias Petterson scored a goal and an assist in his return that's how you come back from an injury folks Josh Levo, uh, ex-Leaf, also returned to that second unit. And after, after a three-game stint on the IR, he poured 10 shots on goal over his last two games and collected an assist along the way. This club is still in the thick of a wildcard position as we speak, and we certainly didn't see that coming at the start of the season. A host of young players have come together faster than expected. It's something we saw first in Toronto two years ago and with New Jersey last year. Is it really Vancouver's turn this season? I say yes.
0: I absolutely agree I, I think this is a team that will make the playoffs uh all I put all of that on Elias Pettersson and what he's been able to offer this club uh in the post Dean era now granted there are other guys who are producing and stepping up Bo Horvat has uh you know four points in his last uh four games I, I believe Jake Vertanen has uh you know started you know slumping lately but got an assist in his most recent outing so hopefully that's a sign of things to come here for him as well obviously Brock Besser is another guy uh, who's kind of finding it with five points in his last four games uh, and but I think it's all central on Elias Pedersen whether this guy can continue to perform to the same level that he was before the injury I think will determine their playoff future.
1: Las Vegas up next they split a couple of games last week they continue to roll along Uh, splitting those contests with league heavyweights last week before last night's Aiden with Minnesota. Even though they added the likes of Stastny and Pacioretty into the offensive mix, the key for me remains a commitment to a fast-paced checking game and a solid defensive structure. If you want to be disappointed by something here, you can point to lower point totals for frontliners Carlson and Marchesol, but this team will continue to be a tough out going forward. Another more pressing issue, though, is that Riley Smith has missed five games played, and remains out with an undisclosed injury joining those two other regular forwards on the IR. Seems like forward was is the target where the injuries are happening this year, where last year they struggled to keep the defense healthy, but they continue to roll along. One of the better stories in the NHL again this season
0: you touched on the, on the issues here for, for William Carlson, Uh, just two points uh, in the last 10 games. Of course it came against the Penguins. Thanks for that uh, Carlson, but uh, you know, really struggling to, to find the back of the net. And, you know, at the start of this slump, he was putting pucks on net, Uh, had two games in which he had four shots on, on goal, but lately has just three shots on goal in his last four games uh and so really that's a bigger concern for me that that he's not uh getting you know getting those opportunities and and at least just trying to throw anything at the at the netminders. so i'd like to see that start to pick up and i think once you do you'll see his production start to pick up as well
1: up next, we talk about the Washington Capitals. They went 0-3 last week. The, like the Maple Leafs, a strong, deep team that is struggling. Losers of their last five, they've made lineup changes as well. Most notably, Kuznetsov, who's only had one goal in his last 21 games played, has been dropped to the third line. Meanwhile, the first line is loaded with Backstrom reuniting with familiar mates Ovi and Car- uh, Eller, Eller has moved up to join top six wingers Varana and Wilson only because he's been marginally more productive than Kuznetsov over the last little while. These changes won't be long term. A breakout for Kuznetsov is coming for sure. So don't be down on him if you own him. Just stash him for a little bit till he gets back in high gear. The chances are too good for this offense to continue to struggle. Although, AJ, I know you're loving it right now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. They'll, they'll figure it out at some point here. Uh, A lot of teams go through this kind of slump. Uh, The thing with Tom Wilson being on the second line, I really don't think that's a a good move for him. It might be for shaking up the lineup, but you know, he's pointless in his last five. And I think if he's not playing on, on a line with Alexander Ovechkin, I think his numbers are really going to drop off. I mean, last year was kind of a breakout point production season for him and that's because he was getting that first line role set a career high uh, in goals in points Shots on goal was a career high as well, and so I don't think he's very uh, well suited for being kind of off that Ovechkin line. And we'll see. Maybe he can figure it out with Eller and Verona. But I think long term, if they want production out of Tom Wilson, he has to be alongside Alex Ovechkin.
1: Yeah, I agree with that call completely. It'll be a struggle for him to maintain the pace that he was scoring at without him. And to wind up the thirty-first team that we're going to talk about is the Winnipeg Jets. They went two and one last week. The news and goal is Connor Hallibuck having an interesting an, uh, DFS play s- stretch, facing more than 30 shots uh, behind a good team that's missing a couple of key pieces while others are struggling. The team keeps winning, though, and so does he. That means that more often than not, he's still going to return value in DFS play. In terms of the offense, Cal Connor is certainly not doing his part, scoring He's do- certainly doing his part, rather. He scored 10 points in his last eight games played, next to headliners Shifley and Wheeler. Yet his DFS value is a little bit lower than those other guys, so I see an opportunity for you to capitalize here when they play. Patrick Line is another newsmaker. He continues to struggle only four points in his last 15 games played, so it's not all rosy in Winnipeg right now.
0: Another guy who is producing, uh, it took a little while to get here, but Mason Appleton has a goal and an assist in his last two games. This is a player I've been very high on uh, for a while. I think uh, if, if you've stashed him in, in deep leagues, it might finally be time to put him in your lineup you look at his numbers with Manitoba last year in the minors, 66 points in 76 games. Uh, had similar production playing for Michigan State uh, in college, 31 points in 35 games in his last year there. It took him a little bit. He, you know, struggled right out the gate here, uh, kind of adjusting to the NHL speed. But with points in two games straight, I think now's the time to to utilize him and definitely uh, in DFS contests. He's going to come in really low uh, cost for you.
1: And now it's time for our FanDuel segment. Uh, Look, over two and a half million players have won a cash prize playing on FanDuel, including myself and AJ. To take advantage of our special offer for new users, sign up today at fanduel.com slash RW. Tell them Rotowire sent you. These contests, of course, are void where prohibited but those uh, regions are becoming fewer and fewer uh, as positive developments over the landscape AJ are taking place every day we've got a five-game schedule as we head into that period where there's not too much action in the NHL on a nightly basis heading into the all-star break but some tasty ones on the docket San Jose and Washington to me the feature attraction Uh, what do you think about that one and the other games on the slate tonight AJ
0: yeah i'm not i'm not real excited about a lot of the this the slate tonight you know carolina calgary could be a decent uh a decent matchup there edmonton detroit it's kind of hard to know what you're going to get out of both those teams they're just so inconsistent the islanders could just roll chicago as well although the blackhawks have been better of late so for me yeah i'm watching san jose washington and, and then that's honestly probably it for tonight (laughs) so uh but yeah looking at you know we'll i'll roll right into the optimizer for us here paul um putting together uh the lineup here it's got a heavy arizona stack against ottawa tonight uh which is you know kind of an intriguing option uh it definitely i won't i won't pan it it's something to look into starts off though with Connor mcdavid uh at center 9100 gonna pay up real big for him tonight and then derek Stepan is your first first coyote here at 5,200 on the wings uh, going with a bit of a high low Patrick Kane at 9,000. I think that's a great play tonight as well. And then Clayton Keller and Connor Garland, the two uh, Yotes players here, both slotted in as first power play guys. You'll get Keller at 52. You'll get Garland at 3,900. And then finally the last wing option, Andres Svechnikov for thirty-five set for a second line roll and second power play unit uh and so that's kind of boosting his numbers there and then again the optimizer using kind of that high low combination with brent burns at 7500 on the blue line and then ryan pollack for the islanders at 3900 again uh really the optimizer is looking at the fact that he's set for second power play minutes there and that'll kind of boost his his value the last coyote is in between the nets we talked about darcy kemper playing well of late you'll get him at just 7500 tonight there's not a a, a ton of high-priced miners here and so with a limited slate there's definitely going to be some guys that maybe you don't use on a regular basis that will be available for you
1: well you talked about a couple of the mismatches on the board uh, one of the ones that i'm leaning on heavily is calgary at home against carolina the flames offense is deep And I'm taking some of the depth players in there, along with a couple of their signature stars, to make up four of my picks offensively. I'll start with Mark Jankowski at center. Uh, On that third line, that's come a fire of late. We highlighted a couple of other players there, too. I get him for $3,900. Ryan Nugent Hopkins I talked about him picking up his pace he's getting a lot of regular shifts work with uh, their signature player McDavid so $5,800 I'll grab that any day of the week with this matchup at home Johnny Gaudreau another player who's lighting it up in the in my big dollar guy in Calgary he's uh, a, a lock to, to return value even at $8,800 in this matchup I think Leon Draisaitl, another big name in Edmonton that's been rolling along a little bit underpriced at seven thousand dollars for what he's capable of if he's on on a good ro- roll and uh, tonight he gets a chance to extend that against detroit james neal a guy who has played well better than the price tag that's a lot assigned to him at forty three hundred dollars so i think he and jankowski are real keys for me getting them cheap and and getting guys that are really cooking right now matthew Tachuk, another guy who's better than a point per game, per game player underpriced at 69 $6, hundred dollars in a second line role but with power play minutes there as well my fourth guy on the blue line I went a little bit different from the Edmonton Calgary players uh, situations I went to the opposite side and picked Mike Green for Detroit a lot of the offense that uh, the team generates comes when this guy's on the ice and I get him in there for forty four hundred dollars Oliver Ekman Larson the same can be said for him with Arizona's recent good fortunes he's priced at five thousand dollars against an Ottawa team that might be overmatched against the, the visitors tonight and then in net Robin Leonard who is on a tremendous role I'll have more to say about him in the next little, few, little while but eighty seven hundred dollars the price tag on him you mentioned it could be a w- pretty one-sided affair for the Islanders against the Hawks and I'm buying that AJ
0: yeah so Paul you you said you were going to stack Calgary and I was worried that we were going to spit out a lot of the same players because um, I'm also going to use Uh, one of Calgary's lines in in my lineup tonight but uh, we only hit on one of the same guys which I find kind of interesting so uh, the message I guess to our listeners is uh, use somebody from Calgary tonight (laughs) Uh, so I'm gonna start off uh, I'm gonna go with Matthew Shane's line in Ottawa I know Kemper's been on a roll lately um, but they're they're at home uh, and I and I think there's A lot of other concerns with Arizona, despite them kind of rolling lately, that I think makes this a good matchup here. So for me, I've got Matthew Shane at 7,000. And I'm gonna pair that with his line mates, uh, Ryan Zingle at 6,400 and then uh, Bobby Ryan at 5,600. This is a pretty value uh, line here. You know, when you talk about stacking lines, it's easy to spend a lot of money on a lot of uh, priced guys, but they come in technically as a second line there. But really, I would call this, uh, you know, I would call it their top line to be perfectly honest with you. And then for Calgary, I'm gonna use that second line. You mentioned James Neal at forty three hundred, he's starting to heat up, and so that's kinda of why I wanted to use that and I'll go uh with Fro Leak at forty four hundred and then Backlund uh, centering that group at fifty six hundred. Again, this is a really low price uh low priced line stack here. Uh, and so it gives you some really good options. I went big uh, on the blue line in Brent Burns at uh, seventy-five hundred, rather, and John Carlson at sixty-five hundred. So uh, what I saved with my my line stacks, I spent on the blue line, and then uh, a bit of a contrarian option here. And I think uh, ownership will probably be a pretty pretty low on this. I'm going to go with Jimmy Howard at 7,700 in the Nets uh, on the road against Edmonton. I think uh, Detroit, if the right Detroit team shows up at the arena tonight, I think he can definitely uh, you know, come away with a win. We've highlighted a lot of the problems for Edmonton. Uh, yes, McDavid will probably get a goal. Uh, But if they can limit his opportunities, I think there's a chance for Detroit to walk away from the win. I think Howard will probably see a lot of shots, which boosts uh, his his fantasy value as well.
1: Okay, your friends uh, who are Wings fans in the home office are going to love that call. You're going to get pats on the back if that turns out. (laughs) <laughs> the stud of the week now we've talked about the Islanders' situation off the ice and on the ice when we can't we wanted to avoid this if possible but you can't overlook what robin lenders doing of late he led all goalies with three wins last week and provided really a great deal of stability in the islanders nets uh, all season long in the three wins last week for example only two goals against in total He's turning into a top 10 goalie in the league. We didn't forecast at the beginning of the season, but it's hard to say no when he's got a 2.02 goals against and a 93% save percentage year-to-date. You tell me if he doesn't fit into the top 10. I think he's a lock there, the way he's playing right now. And he's had some much publicized issues in the past, but really seems to have properly focused his efforts to sustain his success on the ice and that's great news for the islanders and their fans they're certainly the benefactors of this turnaround given this veteran is uh, giving him a safe haven to finally excel to the level of hype around him that uh, surfaced several years ago when he dropped into the league uh, in the first place greatness was expected of him a long time ago and he's delivering it right now good for him
0: well, and really we're highlighting Lerner now based on you know last week which was a phenomenal week for him but even going back you look at his last 12 games 11 and 1 over that stretch with a 1.30 goals against average and a 0.953 save percentage so he's been really hot since about uh, mid-december uh, had had been struggling early in the season and that had given an opportunity uh, for uh, thomas grice to maybe take the reins here but Uh, He has clearly shrugged that off and is, you know, living up to what you said, living up to the hype and really taking ownership of this starting opportunity
1: in in the uh, with the Islanders and with the rant of the week you know some some weeks it's kind of hard to find something to rant about in the sport that we both love but boy this past week provided a real juicy one for us aj Uh, the nhl has passed on setting up a potential world cup of hockey in the very near future it's a piece of the current nhl nhl players association collective bargaining process which is ongoing as that uh, contract is about to expire once again the fan is screwed out of seeing the best on best on the international stage because the NHL and its players union can't figure out how to divide all the money that the fans give them quite simply for me that sucks I'd love to be able to, to highlight our rivalry being on either sides of the Canada U.S. border in a tournament such as this with best on best and we're being deprived of that seeing players in their prime I hope we don't have to wait too much longer to avoid the chance uh, to get the chance rather to see guys like Austin Matthews and John Tavares face off against one another
0: yeah for me I I think this uh, adds a little bit of pessimism for you know pending uh, labor disputes I think this is one of those where if they could have just at least gotten something in agreement where they at least were going to play it it would have given me some faith that we were going to avoid a potential labor stoppage now everything i've heard is that both sides want to avoid that uh, as best they can but the fact that they didn't get an agreement on that uh raises some red flags for me and and has some concerns and honestly i know a lot of people hated it paul i think you might have been one of them but i loved that team North America of of young U23 guys. And I was intrigued to see what that lineup might look like uh, two two years later. Uh, And so I was hoping uh, that they would maybe bring that back. Uh, Obviously, a lot of people didn't like that, so maybe they wouldn't have anyway. But, yeah, ultimately for me, I think this is uh, another uh, downer for the fans and ultimately a bad sign for uh, upcoming collective bargaining.
1: Well, before we sign off, I really hope that uh, Daniel Legrano at Real Kid Poker is listening to the show and gives his answer, a rebuttal to your commentary about the bet that you guys have. Are you serious? millions of dollars being put up on his side <laughs> <laughs> hey that was his bet. that's what he said
0: uh and uh, so i took it for for a dollar to to a billion dollars and so
1: i'll i'll double down on that one two dollars to two billion i'm all in all right well we'll wait for that one on the social media side of things uh, as after we put up today's show that wraps up this episode of podcast with Statsman and aj please remember to send your comments or questions on twitter follow me paul bruno at Statsman twenty two and you can follow the next billionaire of the world, AJ Shoals <laughs> at AJ Scholes twenty four. As always, we invite you to listen to the podcast to get your entire tips to stay ahead of the competition in your fantasy hockey will play in the future. So long everybody.